This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Like you are communicating effectively. Do you feel like maybe you could use some help with that? Because as we all know, proper communication is the best way to get your feelings and your ideas across to somebody else. And we have a guest on the show that's going to help you and uh, help all of us. And we're going to talk about that. Um, and if you want to go to his website, which is rockstarcommunicator.com, I love that website. Um, you can go there and find out all about him. But in the meantime, before we go there, I have to go here, which is Eric. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing great. Doing great. Trying to communicate that uh, I'm doing great. Uh, hopefully I'm doing an okay job. I have to tell you that when I first started doing this way back when, you I, you were like godlike to me because you actually knew what you were talking about and you were a great communicator back then. You still are today. Uh, that's why you do what you do. I'm just, I was always, I don't know if I've ever told you how impressed I always have been about you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. You're making me blush a little bit here, sir. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> you deserve to blush from time to time. And speaking of blushing, I'd like you to tell our audience about all the ways that they can hear us, see us, and uh, all the things that they can do if they want to be part of Positive Talk Radio. Absolutely. Well, if you want to tune into the show, which you definitely should, every Monday at 3, every Wednesday at 3, and let's not forget Fridays at noon, well, just go to 1150kknw.com where you can stream the show live, uh, the audio, or you can watch the show live, uh, the video on both YouTube and Facebook. And for those of you just listening in right now, Kevin was waving hello to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can also, of course, catch us on our YouTube channel, KKNW's YouTube channel, or our Facebook page or our Twitter feed. Uh, but you can also do that as well over at Positive Talk Radio's uh, YouTube page or Positive Talk Radio's Facebook feed as well. So uh, we love having you listen in or watch and listen at the same time. And of course, those videos are archived so you can catch the show anytime. Uh, even if you miss it live, you can still check in and hear all these wonderful guests that you bring to us every week, Kevin. Ain't the technology grand? It can be. It, can, it has really, I mean, we are now, uh, way back way in, in the day, it was like we were on the radio, which is great. Now we were on the radio, we're on the internet, we're on uh, streaming, we're, we're uh, on podcasts, we're, we're everywhere. And the reason why we do this is so that we can bring great information to you about great people and actually ways for you to learn how to live your life a little bit more effectively. One of the ways to learn to live your life more effectively is to do something that I need a lot of work in, and that is proper communication. And we have a guest. His name is Brendan, and he's here, and he's going to talk to us about uh, communication and the tools that he has learned. By the way, I got to tell you, Eric, before I go to him, I got you. This guy's 26 years old. It's not fair. <laughs> 
you know, we all come to things in life uh, at the time that's right for us, I guess. So, you know, it's nice to meet a young go-getter, us old whippersnappers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's not fair that he's he's 26 years old and he's doing all this stuff it's but but that's really good for some of us that are a little older and could use some a uh, refresher on some proper communication and and that sort of thing so sure. with that um we will bring him on now his name is brendan and he's got a he's got a website which is rockstarcommunicator.com. He also has got a YouTube channel, which is uh, the, the Master Talk at uh, on YouTube. And he is an extraordinarily gifted young man at communicating and more so teaching you how to do a couple of things. First of all, he can teach you how to present succinctly what you're actually trying to say rather than what you think you're saying and how to run effective meetings that's a big deal if you can if you can learn how to run an effective meeting and keep everybody's attention um rather than them fall asleep in the back that would be better and how to master presentation confidence confidence is a huge deal and how to present yourself effectively in any any setting i've learned that because brandon by the way first of all welcome to the show how are you it's great to be here kevin i'm doing great how about you I'm doing awesomely, thank you. You know, it took me a long time to figure out how to talk to people who I was uncomfortable around. Uh, There was a point in time when I had to go talk to vice presidents of major corporations. Now, I want to fill everybody in on what that exactly means, is when you go up the, you go into a building, you go up the elevator, you go up to the 20th floor or the 15th floor, whatever it is, and you get off the elevator and then you go to this person who is a receptionist and they say, who are you? And you tell them who you are and they say, oh, you have an appointment. Okay, fine. Go sit over there. And then you have to sit over there until you get called and you're rehearsing what you're going to say so that you don't sound utterly stupid when you get into the vice president's room and and you're going to talk to him. A lot of times it didn't work out very well, but that's so, you know, the first thing I would ask you is how do you help people present themselves when they're walking in to that vice president's office and you've got a major presentation that may even break your career with the company you're with. So there seems to be lots of pressure. How do you help people with that? Yeah, for sure, Kevin. And for me, you know, to keep things really simple today, communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. So one of those balls is smiling, one of them is body language, one of them is storytelling. And it can get overwhelming for people really quickly. So for me, the question has always been, what are the three easiest balls to juggle? And part of what you shared around the vice president story is a much harder situation, which is probably more like ball 12 or 13, where you build the foundational skills of being a great speaker so then you can leverage all of that. Let me give you an example of that, which is ball two, the question drill. We get asked questions all the time, right? In our life, at school, from our families, in a boardroom, on a podcast. But most of us are reactive to those conversations. I'll give you an example with me. A few years ago, when I started guesting on podcasts, I sucked. I remember <laughs> came up to me and said, hey, Brendan, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at him and I said, I don't know, man. London? <laughs> you tell me. So what did I do differently? Every single day, Kevin, 
I spent five minutes answering one question that I thought the world would ask me about my expertise. But if you do that once a day for a year, you'll have answered 365 questions and you'll be bulletproof. Same thing with the vice president. If he answers or she answers a question every day and guesses them in advance, they'll be a lot less anxious in the boardroom. It, it is remarkable how communication affects our day-to-day lives and how you can help people live life more confidently, can't you? Absolutely. You know, for me, communication, you really hit the nail on the head there, Kevin. It's not just about giving a TED Talk or being a big speaker. It's every moment of our life. It's the way that we raise our children. It's the way that we raise our family. It's the way that we get a job. It's the way that we make new friends. It's every little moment of our life. That's why I call communication the accelerant of dreams. It doesn't matter what we want in our life. Communication helps us accelerate that outcome. Yeah, that's what my oldest son keeps telling me. Is that, Dad, you communicate much better than you used to because I, you're not the same guy anymore, and from when I was when I was raising him. So, yeah, over time you become a better communicator, but it takes practice, and you have to have a lot of times you have to have somebody who can help you and be a coach through that, don't you? Absolutely, Kevin. You know, my perspective is. Most people might not be able to afford a coach. So for them, the answer is simply accountability, right? It's the people around them. So I'll give an example to question drill. Like have somebody give you a list of questions. They don't have to be an expert. Just so you can practice and think through that. Where I would say coaching really comes into play though, Kevin, like hiring somebody like me as an example, is it helps us speed up results. So for example, something that could take, let's say three to six months or nine months or 12 months on your own, a coach can help you accomplish those goals. And let's say in the matter of weeks, instead of a months or years. So for example, the question drill, I'll force somebody like a personal trainer would to do a hundred question drills in two weeks. And that's what gets them a result a lot faster. But those people are usually like executives of companies, people who are in the coaching space or people who are, who own their own, who own their own businesses as well. Do you find that communication is a natural gift or can it be taught? I hundred percent believe Kevin it can be taught. And I'm the example. I'm the 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 case in point in that for, for three main reasons. One, I grew up in a city called Montreal. For those who don't know, Montreal, where I'm currently based, is a city where you need to learn to speak French, Kevin, which is a language I didn't know. So my whole life, I had to present in a language I didn't even know. I would go up as a first grade school you know, student and look at the class and go, uh, bonjour. And that was my life growing up as a kid. The second piece that I don't think you know about me, actually, is I have a physical disability in my left arm. So my left arm is crooked. So whenever I present, people always look at my arm. They don't look at my face, even today. And that caused me a lot of anxiety as a kid. And then the third piece is you would think that a communication expert studying communication. Yeah, I got a bachelor's degree in accounting. So if I could do this, I think anybody who's listening to this podcast can be a great speaker or communicate or radio show. And, And in that way, if I could do it, anyone can. So if you got a degree in accounting, you can count your words very well, but how they come out may not necessarily be in the right order. You got it. Like the first couple of times I did I did these exercises, I was really bad at them. But you work at it, right? I put a lot of time into it to be the person I am today, and I still have a lot more work to do, but that's the idea. And if you decide you really want to be a good speaker, you can be, right? Absolutely. That's why I bring that structured approach. So for example, for me, it's not just about saying, let's become better communicators. It's about saying, hey, are you doing the question drill every day? 
are we answering one question every day? Are we actually in the movement of that? The other piece is ball number one, which is the random word exercise. Pick a word like phone or copper or street and create random presentations out of thin air. And this serves two main purposes, Kev. The first one is it helps us deal with uncertainty because life is filled with it. When you meet somebody new at an event, you have no clue who they are, what questions they're going to ask you. You don't go to that conversation and say, hey, here's a list of questions. Let's discuss them together. No, that's not how it works. And the second reason why the random word exercise gets results really quickly for people, Kevin, is because if you can make sense out of nonsense, you could make sense out of anything. So if you talk about avocado toast, you could talk about anything for five minutes, including your business or your career or your life. I'm pretty sure I could not talk about avocado toast for five minutes. Oh, be- yeah. Let me correct that. So it'd be like 60 seconds. It doesn't have to be five minutes. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I could do 60 seconds either because I, I don't like avocado toast, I'm afraid. But that's that's just me. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, I grew up, and went to went to college and took improvisational drama do you find that improvisational drama and it and doing that kind of think on your feet um thinking does that help in your communication style absolutely kevin so two parts to that one i 100 percent believe you can do the random word exercise except for you the version of it is going to be how much you hate avocado toast there's no right answer to the to the uh, to the presentation, just a matter of doing it. The other piece, which ties into your question around improv, the random word exercise is like improv, but it's a much easier version of improv. Because the problem with that is, in general, is like, okay, I have to go to a club and then practice, and people don't do it because there's too much resistance. Whereas the random word exercise, I mean, everyone is listening to this radio show. Just ask yourself, do I shower every day? Because if you don't, there's another problem. It's a separate episode, separate <laughs> expert. That will cover that after me. He's like a master of hygiene. But the point I want to drive is if we're showering every day for 15 minutes, we're not doing anything in the shower, right? So that 15 minutes is where it's the prime time. It's where you do the random word exercise. And that's what I encourage people to do is just do it a lot, and then you'll get the results that come with it. That is something that a lot of people are, are you know, when you t- when you talk about okay, I'll do it in the shower and and for fifteen minutes, and that sounds really easy. But <clears throat> there are a lot of people that do not feel comfortable having the eyes of anybody on them, and it's it's like you know I, I've heard people say, well, just picture the audience in their underwear, and or naked or whatever it is. That doesn't work. Um, so. When you are frightened of the communication or frightened of the entire process of being out there in front of folks, how do you get people or what would you what would be your advice to get people to get away from that fear? Absolutely, Kevin. Exactly for that reason, going back to the underwear comment that you made, what if they're attractive? What do you do? Do you just stare at them? Like does it so the logic doesn't make sense there? So that's what so you're right on that. And the other piece is what do we do about the fear? There's no convoluted answer to this, Kevin. I just brought a lot more common sense to the industry that I felt wasn't there, which is this. Everything that we've achieved in our life, every single thing, asking a girl out on a date, getting married, having children, getting a job, making money, starting a radio show. Did we do any of these things without being scared? Of course not. 
every single thing that I listed in my, even traveling, there was always fear associated to it. We never did anything in our life with zero fear. We did it because the motivation outweighed the fear. But the problem with communication, Kevin, is there's no motivation. We have the fear, but we don't have the, the motivation that is attached to it. That's why a lot of us are frozen. So for me, the question has always been, how would your life change if you became an exceptional communicator? If you just start to reflect on how your life would be different, you'll gain the motivation to say, you know what? I am scared. This is really worrying, but I'm going to do it anyways. And the reason is because of so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm the case in point as well. And you mentioned at the beginning, I'm a young buck. I started master when I was 22. I'm a lot older now. I'm a, a wise guy. But at the beginning, <laughs> I was I was much younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was 22, right? So, so it begs the question. To, to your introduction, why did I ha where did I get the courage to even start Master Talk? And for me, it came from an understanding of the seven-year-old girl who could never hire a communication coach or a 15-year-old girl. Sally's in Utah, Salt Lake City, and she's in high school, and she's really nervous about speaking. So she goes on YouTube to search for something to help her because there's nobody in her life to help her with communication. And what does she find? She finds a bunch of PhDs in communication in their 60s who are really boring on camera. And that's all she has. So I have an option, Kevin. It's either I make YouTube videos for Sally or nobody does. So when you're faced with that reality, it's not about, I'm oh, I wasn't scared. I jumped in with all the confidence in the world. No, I just realized that nobody was doing anything for Sally and I should be the first one who does. That's a really good story, and that's that's a really good that's a really good place for your heart to be, if you're going to help people who could otherwise never find you, and you were you were brave enough, you had enough intestinal fortitude to go into it and just do it. Um, what prevents people? Do you think? I would say for me, everyone's going to give you a different answer. What prevents them from speaking and communicating? I honestly think it's just structure and systems. So for example, when somebody wants to get fit, they go up to a personal trainer, they have the courage to go to the gym and they go, Hey, I need, I need to count my calories. I need to get a specific diet plan. And the personal trainer just looks at them and says, do you walk 15 minutes a day? The person just goes, what does that have to do with anything? Of course I don't walk 15 minutes a day. So it's just the problem, Kevin, is we don't have that for communication. We just go be yourself picture everyone in their underwear, uh, just speak more and you'll get better. Oh, just go out there and talk to people. It's like, how do I measure that? So we don't get the motivation, the momentum we need to actually get better at speaking. So how does this now play into my version of teaching communication, which is simply my easy threes? And we already talked about two of them. Number one is the random word exercise. Book five minutes in your calendar. You can do this on your own. And just pick five different words and create random presentations. If you do that for a month, Kevin, you'll have done the exercise 150 times. You'll be so good at it. You won't even believe it. That's what. Number two is the question drill. You don't even have to think of the questions. Get your clients. Get people around you. Get your audience. Hey, ask me a bunch of questions. Write them all down and answer one every day. And number three since this is a positive talk radio, I think you'll appreciate this one a lot. It's so simple. Nobody does it. Make a list of three people that you love every day. Your mom, your brother, your sister, your family member, your client, your, a good friend of yours. And send them a 20-second video message. 
to just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm super grateful to have you in my life. And you just do that every day. And not only do you get to send a bunch of video messages and impact a lot of people's lives, you also get better at communication too. So there you go. Do you uh, teach people how to uh, work the camera and stuff? Because so many people don't. Very well, very well said, by the way. But a lot of people don't know how to work a video camera and then send the video to somebody. That's that's technology for you. But I think that's a really cool idea. Oh, yeah. And let me simplify this because there's no camera needed here. We all got a phone. You open the phone. There's a camera feature and you just send the video. That's it. The only rule, though, there's one rule to this game, Kevin. And it's you're not allowed to retake the video. That's it. Oh, it's got to be original. Well, it's got to be, uh, be first time through. Yeah, first time through. Exactly. Or else or else people will just get fearful. And the reason is, is very key here. Because remember, this is not on social media. This is just like me sending you a video or you sending me a video. But what happens is it teaches us a valuable lesson. I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. So you receive a video message and you're thinking – Oh my God, I sent this video message and this person is going to count all my flaws and all my mistakes. But the response is almost always, wow, I've never received a video message in my life. <laughs> this means a lot to me. I mean, let me push this extreme. I'll tell you what I do that I don't enforce on people. I have a Google calendar that tells me every day whose birthday it is. And I literally do this. For, for like my top 200 people that are amazing. Clients, people who always promote me, people who always support me. And what I do is I put a stupid birthday hat on. I'm not even making this up. Like a stupid birthday hat on. I do this every morning. I open my phone and it starts with, guess whose birthday it is? It's yours. And I hope you're having a wonderful day, Stephanie or Julia. And it makes their day. And then nobody cares if I'm making mistakes and I don't care either. It's just about helping people out and getting better at camera. You know what's interesting about that is, is the being comfortable with making mistakes, I think is cool to your, is critical to your authenticity. And that people know that you're a real person, not a talking head. Correct. Correct. That's why I recommend start with the people you already love. These aren't strangers. Like people you just really enjoy already in your life. Send them video messages and then send a brand new people as you scale this up. And then, you know, if you do it like me two to three times a day in a year, you can send a thousand video messages with very little effort. But I do want to make the... Um, um... The disclaimer here that if you send a video message, make sure that you intend to send something positive because it's going to be up for the rest of humanity and, and you don't want to do something, you know, awkward or or something like that and send them a video message, right? I mean, absolutely, for sure. And but it doesn't have to. I mean, it's 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 hard to be negative unless that's the intention. It could just be like, hey, Kevin, thinking about you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. And that's it. And you'll yeah. still love it. You'll be like, oh, my God, somebody sent me a video message. It's so cool. That's it. Nobody does that. At least, well, I can't say nobody, but nobody that I know has ever sent me one. Exactly. So, so there. By the way, we're talking with Brendan from MasterTalk. Go to rockstarcommunicator.com, and you can find out all about him and the work that he does and he he offers let's talk about rockstar a little bit because you offer free training on that 
Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. So every two weeks, we do a free communication workshop over Zoom for the community. And this is a live training that's absolutely free, and I facilitate it. So there's eight-year-old kids who come on that training. There's CEOs of big companies who are on that training. It's a party that everyone's invited to. So if you want to register for the next one, you could just go to rockstarcommunicator.com and just register for free. And okay, all right. All right, Brendan, they say you say it's free. But come on, tell us the truth. Where's the hook? <laughs> so so for 95% of people who come to the training, there actually is no hook. The, the way that I grow the business is actually really simple, Kevin. People come to the free training. They love it. They tell their friends about the training. That's it. So that's why my last one had like 60 people show up. And the one before that had like 85 people show up. So these trainings are pretty big now. But what happens, of course, is 5% of the community will book a free call with us and then they'll end up working with us. But most of that 5%, just we're all on the same page, is not people who come from this show. They're people who my clients refer to that training. So, yeah, for most people, it's just a, a freebie. Just come and enjoy the show. That's it. And you enjoy doing them, too. Oh, yeah. Super fun. And, and what, so when we go there, how, how long are they? They're 90 minutes, and we cover three main things. One is goal setting for your communication. A lot of us have goals for our relationships, our health, our spirituality, perhaps, or money. But we don't really have goals for our communication. So I teach my framework on how to set goals. Uh, and, and it's a lot better live because I could show you the template, which I can't really do in a podcast, that people and we work on it together. The second piece is effective meeting. So we do a role play with people in the crowd on how to role play a 10 out of 10 meeting. And the third one is I practice the random word exercise with everybody. So people see me do it. And then we have a couple of other people do it as well. By the way, again, we're talking with uh, uh, Brendan from um, Master Talk. And we need to take a break. But when we come back, I want to ask him, how do you know when you are a good communicator and when you've reached that threshold that you don't suck anymore. Um, <laughs> see, I can say that word, but there are several I can't. But in any event, how do you know when you have become an effective communicator? We're going to talk about that with Brendan when we come back. Right after these messages, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. Hey there. I'm excited that you're listening right now, and if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information, with real people discussing real issues, and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com. Connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, 
I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW for 11 months. I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition, if you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's kmmedia.pro. I'll see you there. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host. And we've got a great guest for you today. His name is Brendan from Master Talk, which tells me that it must have to do with communication. And if you missed the first part of the show, um, he's a 26-year-old wonderkin. I can't even remember what I was doing when I was 26, but it doesn't matter because he is very, very intelligent. He does a great job with his business, and he is a master communicator. And so, uh, Brendan, again, welcome to the show. I really appreciate you having you here. Hey, it's great to be here, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. I, so I got to ask you, how do you know you think you are? People tell you are, but you're not sure if you are. How do you know when you become a great communicator? Yeah, it's it's definitely a toughie. So there's two ways of thinking about this, Kevin. One is the 18 ball frame. So for those who didn't tune into part one, let me just recap. Communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time, right? Where one of those balls is eye contact, one of them is body language, one is smiling, one of them is vocal tone variety, pacing, storytelling. And the list goes on, Kevin. So for me, the way I evaluate success is how many of those 18 balls are are you able to juggle at the same time? So I'm going to look at, okay, is this person, is it obvious that this person has done the random word exercise a lot? Okay, that's one ball. Does this person send a lot of video messages? That's ball number two. Ooh, does this person ask themselves a lot of questions? Let's see, based on the questions I'm asking them, how they fare. Is that person looking at directly in the eyes of the camera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how we mark how someone is successful. The other piece to that goes back to what is my definition of communication, Kevin. My definition of communication is how do we convey an idea in a way that achieves a specific outcome for a specific audience? And that could mean a, a multitude of things. That could be you're on a stage speaking and trying to sell product, but that could also mean convincing your significant other that we should have Chinese food tonight and not Mexican food. tonight. Right? <laughs> I never won that battle. Right. There you go. So, so it's all about conveying an idea in a way that achieves a specific outcome, which in this case is let's convince our significant other to go for Chinese food to a specific audience. But this time it's an audience of one. So for me, if somebody is a successful communicator, Kevin, it simply means that they have achieved the outcome that they set for their communication. So if my goal is to convince my wife to do this and she does this, I'm a successful communicator. But if she doesn't, then I did something wrong in the communication that I need to fix. So that's the way that I kind of measure progress. But you're right. It's vague. It's not as easy as like weight loss or something. Well, I got to ask you because, you know, you mentioned body language and you mentioned what you do with your hands, what you do, how you, how you move your hands. There are so many speakers and, you know, from the president on down that you would think would be 
really uh, trained on how to present and to speak properly and to use their body language properly. A lot of them use the same uh, motion that they when they want to convey a point all the time. Do, do, do you notice that? Absolutely. They always do something like this or something like this. Or, or the, the one where they, they become like an, the okay the okay sign where they're they're like they got their and this is what i'm going to do for humanity okay you know that kind of thing and they're all using the same thing and i tend to more look at what their hands are doing than what they're actually saying right (laughs) that makes sense i I think what i would say kevin body language is important for sure but i would say the most of the focus should be if we're talking body language just on the face and the reason is because a lot of us don't really make that many mistakes with our hands unless we're like moving them around really, really quickly, which most people don't do. So the problem is really in the smiling. That's where I see the biggest mistake in body language, where most people don't smile when they communicate and also when they listen. So a lot of people, when they listen to somebody else, that you tend to nod their head, which is good, but they don't smile when they're listening. So from the other person's perspective, they look at you and go, well, I guess Brendan doesn't really care about what I have to say. That's what they interpret. So do that. And the other piece is, is smiling small. You don't need to smile with your teeth like this. You don't have to put a big smile. <laughs> he just, just he just grinned like like the Cheshire cat there. Just yeah, like, like, a, like in a horror movie or something. But Exactly. But if you just smile just a tiny bit, it, it brings a big difference in how people perceive your energy. You know, I got to ask you because um... – I have an associate. Her name is Holly, and I hope Holly's listening now, driving home from wherever she was. And um, I asked her one time because she did a commercial for me, and I said, you know, it really is cool because you're communicating, and it it's a happy communicating. It's like It's like you're smiling in your voice. And she said, well, you know, I was taught that a long time ago, that if you actually smile while you are speaking, it has a natural happy tone to it and it appears to be like you are happy um and and people can can sense your smile and do you find that to be true is that is that or are we nuts no i i definitely think you're onto something there kevin where when we smile it definitely gives that energy that positive energy to other people so i definitely encourage even if people don't see the smile and you're just on the phone and you're and you're smiling people feel it they, they won't be able to tell from a facial perspective but they'll feel it energetically you know i'm just thinking about that you're right a lot of people when they are listening to somebody they don't react to or respond to what the person's actually saying because they might be making a joke they might be saying something that's really heartfelt and and people just are stone-faced sometimes yeah exactly and then there's no acknowledgement either on what was said they don't go hey kevin i really like what you said about this they just go yeah so i was thinking this and it's completely left field from what you were saying so how does listening play in all this listening is really important right it's one of the 18 balls for sure but i feel what's missing in the thought leadership around listening kevin is we all know it's important okay i know i need to listen better but brendan kevin how do i actually practice this how do i actually get better at this so i actually have a strategy that i teach clients that people can copy paste that I feel if everybody did, our, our listening skills would just 10x. And it's very simple. I call this the goals call. So the goals call is really simple. Pick somebody in your life. So in your case, I'll challenge you to do it with Eric, right? Do it with somebody in your life. 
And what you do is you book a 45-minute call with, let's say, Eric in this case, who's the producer of the show. And you just ask them at the beginning of this 45-minute call, I want you to tell me, Eric, what are your top three goals for the year? And why are those goals important to you? So then what Eric does is he spends two to three minutes, Kevin, and he writes them down. Goal one, goal two, goal three. Goal one is important to me because of so-and-so. Two is important because of so-and-so. Three is important to me because of so-and-so. And then for the remaining 43 minutes of that call, only three rules apply. Number one, and this is the most important, you are not allowed for the entire duration of the call, Kevin, to give any piece of advice or to coach Eric on how he should think about his goals better. You're not allowed to give advice. That's number one. The second piece is you are allowed to clarify and restate what that person said. So let's say Eric gives us his three goals. I'll say something like, Eric, just to make sure I got it. These are your three goals, and this is why this is important to you. Did I get that correctly? And usually when we restate, it gives the chance for the other person to go, actually, Brendan, you missed something or I missed something. And then you write those things down. And the third goal, the third rule is that you're allowed to ask clarifying questions. So for example, if somebody goes, hey, Brendan, my goal is to grow my business this year. You can respond with, what are you doing right now in the business? What would you like that number to be next year? What would a 10 out of 10 result look like for you? And you just keep asking questions and restating. If you do this, Kevin, with 10 different people or even just one, your listening skills, your deep listening skills will improve exponentially because you're not allowed giving advice on those calls. You just said, by the way, if you are in sales, it is 441 in Seattle and you may be in traffic and you may be a sales guy and you are looking for an edge. You just got it. That is the coolest thing that I've heard somebody say on this show, because not only is listening a skill, but being able to then turn around and ask quality questions based upon what was said to you is a forgotten art. People don't know how to do that. And uh, when I was a district sales manager, I would go out with a sales guy and uh, we would be talking to the chef or the owner and about what they uh, wanted from a, a food salesperson because we wanted to sell them groceries. And uh, inevitably, the sales guy, and I could see it in their mind, they were, they were thinking about how they were going to respond to what they hadn't heard, and they weren't listening to what the guy said. And so they would then come up with trying to solve an objection that hadn't been made. And so the guy's like, I didn't say that, and, and they wouldn't get it. So if you listen well and then are able to reform the questions into a quality that then then clarifies what they're looking for, that's that's is a brilliant sales strategy and it will work to so that that's worth the price of admission all by itself, Brendan. Thank you. Absolutely, Kevin. And the other point I'll add to that, and you're totally right, it's super applicable in sales. But I will also argue, because this is positive talk radio, that it applies for every single human being who's listening. I'll tell you why. In week 11 of my coaching stuff, when I do this with somebody else, let's say somebody has a weight loss goal or they want to get more fit, and I ask a bunch of questions in front of everybody and I ask them, hey, what about this? What about this? I always ask that person at the end, and 100% of the time I've been right. Has any other human being asked you this level of questions to help you understand your goals better? And they always look at me and go, no, Brendan, you're the first person to ever do that for me. 
And that's the gift that we're giving other people. When we don't push our own agenda, our own advice onto other people, and we just ask them questions, we restate, we give them a gift that money cannot buy, Kevin. And that gift is a listening ear from a caring friend. So if we just do that for 45 minutes, I guarantee you that person will walk away with their own insights. They'll go, oh, Kevin, you asked me a question. I didn't even think about that. Oh, you're right. I need to change this goal of mine. Thank you so much for being a support system in my life. So we have an opportunity with this goals call, not just to increase our bottom line. And it's definitely helped my bottom line. Okay, for sure. Absolutely. People love me on sales calls. But <laughs> more importantly, it changes people's lives in a really meaningful way. I don't often do this, but I would like you to repeat what you just said about creating that that goal in that goal call so that people who may have been watching, you know, like the birds go by and the and the light change and, and that guy's picking his nose behind the wheel and stuff like that. Rather than listening to this. I would, no, I wasn't talking about you. No. You know, anyway, but if you would repeat that, please. Because so they can get the entire gist of what you just said. I think it's really important. Absolutely, Kevin. So so the, the point here is really simple, the goals call. Pick one person in your life, not 10 million, just one person that you really care about in your life. This is ideally somebody who's already has a growth mindset. So the best candidate is somebody else who's listening to the show with you. So if you're in your car right now and you're listening to Positive Talk Radio and your significant other, somebody around you in your life, a friend, is also listening to this show, they're the per perfect person to do this with because they're open-minded and they probably have goals. So what happens is what you do is you book a 45-minute call with that person, person in your car, the person right next to you, whatever. And for that 45-minute call, you do three things. Besides those three things, the main idea is you have them take two minutes and write down what are their top three goals for the year and why are those goals important to them? So let's say goal one is I want to grow my business by 50%. Uh, goal number two is I want to grow my social media accounts. Goal number three is I want to spend more time with my family, okay, whatever that goals are. So they write them down. And then there's three goals to the goals call. Number one, and it's the most important, you are not allowed for the entire duration of the 45-minute call to give advice or to coach the other person. So the full 45 is just about listening to the others and never giving advice. Number two is you are only allowed to clarify. So when somebody talks, let's say somebody gives us, these are my top three goals, Kevin, this is why these goals are important to me. You're allowed to restate. So you can say, hey, Kevin, just to make sure I got this because I was taking notes. These are your top three goals. This is why it's important to you. Did I get that correctly? And then you go, yes, and. Yes, but let me add a few more points. And then the third rule is you're allowed to ask questions. And that's what most of this call is for. So let's say somebody goes, I'm going to grow my business by 50%. I'll ask you, okay, what are you doing right now in revenue? Where do you want to be next year? Why is that important to you? What business are you in? What's driving your revenue? So I just ask you a bunch of questions. You go, oh, I never really thought about that. I never really thought about it. And you know what's funny about the goals call, Kevin, to kind of tell your audience? I did that with you in a very small way when we met in our pre-call. You're like, hey, Brendan, I need some help to think through like a business or something. And I go, sure, tell me more about that. And you're like, oh, I'm having trouble doing this. And I go, why don't you try this, 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 this. It's just the only mistake I made on that goals call was I gave advice too quickly. When if it was a real goals call, I would have sat down with you for 45 minutes and just listened to you. But that's really the key.
Well, and you and you did a remarkable thing for me because one of the things that we're that we're working on now, and we haven't publicized it yet, but when we get it together, and I get twenty five people that'll be in a closed meeting, you have promised to come and talk to them. I have, and I'll, I have every intention of keeping that promise. I know you'll crush twenty five easily. Of course you will, uh, because it's and you know the whole thing is positive talk radio is all about working together. It's all about community and like-minded people getting together and and to put and to share ideas and thoughts and to bring the quality people that come onto the show in front of them so that they can ask individual personalized questions without picking up because picking up the phone for to talk to a radio station can be rather intimidating so a lot of people don't want to do that but in a setting that's a little bit more quiet and it's and there are like-minded people in the world and you feel safe and comfortable i think that would be a really wonderful uh, concept of putting out there and i know and so i have to give you credit for coming up with the idea so thank you for sure always in your corner man and I appreciate that. And and it's it's really cool. So if you want to get together and talk to Brendan, how's the best way to do that? Absolutely, Kevin. Such a pleasure to be on the show, by the way. Thanks for having me. So two ways to keep in touch. The first one, you can go on YouTube and just type master talk in one word, and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And the second way to keep in touch is rockstarcommunicator.com. That's where you can register for our next free training over Zoom. And I hope to see many of you there. I got to tell you, as we've been talking through this, there are a lot of people that are saying, goodness gracious, I had no idea how being a proper communicator was so much work. But it is, isn't it? It is, but it doesn't mean that it's a lot of work, that it has to be boring either. That's why I love the balls, like the 18 ball analogy, where, okay, let's just get to 100 random word exercises. And then when we do it 100 times, which only takes three weeks to do, by the way, five times a day. You go, wow, I'm so good at this. Let's go to the question drill now. Okay, let me answer a couple of questions about my life and my expertise. Oh, I'm getting really good at answering questions now. Video messages, or when you become crazy, Brendan, sending video messages on your friend's birthdays. And it's like, oh my God, like I never got a video message before. This is so cool. So not only are you becoming a great communicator, but you're also helping and improving the lives of other people around you. I got to ask this, this just popped into my head. And that is, and that is this, when you're developing a, um, like you're going to do a Ted talk and you have a subject that you're going to do a Ted talk about, do you try and impress people with the quality of your, of your vocabulary and use words that some people may not get without looking them up? Or do you try and keep it simple so that everybody can understand what you're saying? It always goes back to the outcome, right, Kevin? What's the goal of the TED Talk? If I was coaching somebody on TED, they would say, oh, you know, it's to inspire people. What types of people? And if they answer, and most of them will, with as many people as possible, then I go, well, now we have an inconsistency in the logic, right? Because if you want to impact a lot of people, including the single mother with seven children, why in the world are you using jargon? Because there's a, there's a misconnection, there's a disconnect between who you want to serve and the language that you're using. But it would have been different if that person replied, oh, I just want academics to listen to my message. Then I don't have any feedback for them. Use complex jargon because you only want that for the industry. But if your goal like this radio show is, is to impact a super wide group of people, including the people who can't afford coaching, 
right? As many people as possible, then I have a responsibility as you do, as everyone else who comes on the show to simplify the language so that everybody who's listening to this can understand me. But it always goes back to the outcome. What are we trying to achieve? Yeah, you see, I, I feel about strongly about that because, you know, in my personal life, I use really complex words and, and stuff. But here I keep it real simple. Um, no, that's not true at all. This is this is just who I am. And it's just I I that's I just talk simply. Oh, yeah. And you do a great job at that. That's why for me as well, I simplify. Right? It's just like random word exercise, question drill video message and i just repeat that over and over again but now's the most important tip which is ball number four the best way to speak is to speak are you booking 15 minutes in your calendar every single day to do all three of these exercises because you can listen to me and kevin talk all day but if you want to be a better communicator you actually need to spend five minutes a day doing the random word exercise five times take one question every day for five minutes and just answer it and send three video messages, 20 seconds each to three people that you love. If you do that for like a year, you'll be unbeatable. You'll also have a lot more friends. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> because I got a message from Brandon and you didn't. Well, <laughs> you, you'll become, you'll become famous in your own worlds. And which is, which is really good. It's, you know, good communication works in marriages, works with between uh, parents and kids, works with employers, works with friends, works with everybody. And is, and is a good communicator, some people would say, I don't know who they are, but some people might say, well, you know, you can become a good communicator and that means you're a manipulator and you're not telling the truth and you're making up stuff and so forth. That's not true, is it? I agree, Kevin. For me, any skill, any superpower comes comes you know with with great power comes great responsibility, right? So so it comes back to this. So communication is a tool that you can use to amplify anything that you do in your life, good or bad. So if you're a good person, kind of like money, and you make a lot of money, you're going to create a lot of impact in the world. That's what I was pushing you on when we had our pre-call, right? But the opposite is also true is if you're a bad person and you make a lot of money or you're a really great communicator, you're gonna spread a lot of negativity. Except the problem that I saw in the market is that most people are actually, the opportunity rather, is most people are actually pretty good. Like most people are nice. Like the most people statistically are pretty good people. Maybe not the nicest people in the world, but they, they average on nice. So my opinion is if I taught everyone how to speak, sure there might be negative things that come out of it, but it'll greatly be outweighed by the good. So that's what I would say is, yes, you could do bad things with communication, but you could do a lot of good things as well. And I feel the good definitely outweighs the bad if you're a good person, which most of us are. I couldn't agree more. And that's, that's, that's really cool that, that you've got such a positive viewpoint of humanity, given, given where, you know, we are at times around here. But no, you're in Canada, though, right? I am. So that helps. But the, the other piece that I, I want to <laughs> emphasize, though, having said that, having said that, is the media is designed to make money. It's not designed to show us the truth. And that's how the media changes the way we think of things. In other words, what I'm trying to say, Kevin, is what the news does is they over-exaggerate the 0.1% of cases to the entire population. Because if, if, if the news was just, hey, everything's going well, actually. Most people didn't die today. Uh, most people are... <laughs> 
pretty you would you watch the news you wouldn't watch it so there's an incentive structure for the media to only tell you the parts of news that are negative that are not going to help you so because of that it skews our thinking like let's say we take democrats and republicans blue versus red it's like this war this battle it's like wait a second we're all watching the same netflix tv shows we're all eating the same food. We're all going to the same restaurant. I don't think there's that much difference between a blue person and a red person or a purple person. I think it's more about saying, wait a second, let's acknowledge the fact that somebody's kind of brainwashing us in the background and let's kind of break out of it and realize that most of us have pretty much everything in common with each other. And so that's why you should listen to programs that don't have an agenda. Um, right. Like this one, as a matter of fact, which all we try and do is to bring great people here to talk to you about stuff that you might like to learn and know and and that will benefit your life. And that's what that's why I wanted Brendan to be here, because he is a very gifted at what he does. And where it's not fair. You're 26. What are you going to be doing when you're 46? I'll let you know, man. I'll let you know what I'm doing. 46. <laughs> but but hopefully. Hopefully, I'll I'll be doing the same thing, but uh, but I'll be able to create a bigger impact with with the work. Because obviously, early in the game, I, you know, I'm grateful I've achieved already some level of success. But now it's about how do I push this even more so I can go after millions and millions more and really take Master Talk to the next level. And then obviously, I'll have a family and all that fun stuff too. But but that's the that's the big game. Well, I and I wish you well in all that you do. You're you're a lot of fun, and you're going to come talk to my people when I get my people together. Let's and do it. Excited. You, I, I know you. You're you're really really uh, cool. By the way, before we go, and um, this is kind of off the cuff, but I want you to talk to our audience and tell them anything that you'd like them to know. For sure, Kevin. Here's what I would say. It's just a question. How would your life change? if you became an exceptional communicator. You know, a lot of communication is so fear-based. Oh, this sucks. Uh, why do I have to give this presentation? Whereas for me, what I encourage your audience to think about, Kevin, is to dream a little. We dream about the nice houses we want to buy, the relations we want to be in, the health that we want to get in our life. When was the last time we dreamed about a life in which we're a better communicator in it? And I encourage all of you to think about that question because the answer isn't always more money. The answer is also being a better parent for our children. The answer is also showing up as a better friend for the people around us. The answer is also showing up as a better human being for every stranger that we'll meet in our short life. And once we realize that notion that communication just makes our life better, we'll find that fire inside of us to say, you know what? I better do the random word exercise in the shower. I better do the question drill in the shower. I better not send video messages in the shower. But when I'm out of the shower, I'm definitely going to send some video messages to people that I love. And that's really how we get the fire started. I appreciate you, man. You're, you're, you're really cool. And I will tell people that I think communication and what you're talking about is very similar to like um, people's job satisfaction at work. Money is not number one. It's not number two. It's not number three. It's not number four. It's way down the list of people for job satisfaction is number one and stuff. So, so become a good communicator, go to rockstarcommunicator.com and talk to Brendan. He's a, he's obviously he's a great guy. So you'll have a great time. And I want to thank you again for being here, sir. And uh, we will be here with, Oh, Matthew Stapley, the psychic on Friday. So be kind to everyone because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Friday.